The Freestyle Libre 2 and Libre 3 are cleared for automated insulin delivery systems in the US, but when will we see the continuous glucose monitors working with pumps and how will they work? I asked that and a bunch of other questions you sent over in today's interview. Welcome to Diabetech. I'm Justin. I have type 1 diabetes. And on this podcast, I talk all things diabetes tech, news, management, and beyond with diabetes educators, tech leaders, and those living with diabetes. I spoke with Mahmoud Kazemi, Abbott's Divisional Vice President, Global Medical and Scientific Affairs, and Chief Medical Officer all about the Freestyle Libre CGMs. Mahmoud is an endocrinologist and joined Abbott in hopes of advancing diabetes technology and treatment. And for those of you who don't know, Abbott is the producer of Freestyle Libre CGMs. We get into how the new Libre 2 CGMs will work without needing to scan them, what a 15-day wear Libre 3 will look like, and how it's already being used with automated systems in Europe, and what features we could see coming to the Freestyle Libre app. New episodes of this podcast release every Monday on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms. I've got more videos on the Freestyle Libre on my social media and YouTube. Links to those are in today's show notes. Keep in mind that anything you hear on this podcast or content on my social media and YouTube channel is not medical advice. Always consult with your physician before making changes to your healthcare. All right, let's get into the interview. Mahmood, thank you so much for coming on the show. We met at ADA at the Weight Watchers event for the integration with Libre. Uh, and I wanted to talk to you about the Libre 2 and 3 coming to AID systems. But before we get into that, can you just give me a little background on uh, how you got to Abbott? Yeah, absolutely, Justin. It's such a pleasure to be here with you today. So um, I actually uh, trained as an endocrinologist and saw people living with diabetes for many, many years in my clinical practice uh, before coming to Abbott. Um, I had the pleasure of working with people with both type 1 and type 2 diabetes, many of whom were on insulin pump systems and other CGM systems, and really saw the struggles that they went through on a daily basis. And uh, as we've discussed before, I feel that diabetes technology is really key to making uh, life with diabetes a little easier. Um, it's not obviously going to be the answer to everything, but it certainly can help uh, alleviate some of the um, you know, concerns around hypoglycemia and the anxiety that surrounds that, as well as helping people make better treatment decisions on a daily basis. So for me, having seen those struggles in my clinical practice was what really led me to coming to work at Abbott and seeing the different technologies we provide here and how those truly make a difference in the lives of people living with diabetes on a daily basis. And I'm very proud of what we've achieved so far here and the ability to help uh, bring this technology to over 5 million people in over 60 countries around the world and seeing the feedback we get on a daily basis from our users and their healthcare providers. I think what I love so much about the diabetes community is how tight knit it is and how cool it is that, you know, you went from being in the field to being like, well, I want to make lives better by working on this technology because I know it can be better. So I think that that is so admirable. Uh, so thank you for doing what you do. Uh, now I want to get to what a lot of my viewers and listeners want to know. So back in March of this year, it was announced that the Libre 2 and Libre 3 were cleared for AID systems, automated insulin delivery systems. Uh, let's start with the Libre 2. I know that that one would be coming first. What pump companies are currently working to bring that to their automated systems. And is there a timeline for that? 
that's uh, we're all very excited about this integration that will be happening. And as you mentioned, that's correct. It will be happening with the new Freestyle Libre 2 sensors first. Uh, in terms of the companies, I know that Tandem has announced that they are actually pursuing this integration and they've given a time frame on their end of the fall. Um, that's really the one that we have uh, been out there and discussed publicly. Um, certainly, we are looking forward to having other pump partners as well in terms of being able to integrate with other uh, partners of choice for people living with diabetes. But the tandem one is the one that has been announced publicly and will hopefully be in the U.S. at least uh, in a fall time frame. Well, I also saw there was an advertisement uh, from Insulet, the, the producer of Omnipod, they announced Libre2 support coming as well. Do you think that both those com pump companies are going to be able to release them, release the uh, automated system with Libre2 around the same time? To be honest with you, it uh, really depends on each of them. So the way that that works is uh, with our new sensor, the Freestyle Libre 2 sensor, the new version, um, we certainly are interested in partnering with various pump companies, but the integration of the sensor into the pump really depends a lot more on the pump companies. So I would really recommend that, you know, in terms of timelines, they would be the best sources for that information for you, because it just depends on their own timelines of how they anticipate the integration to proceed. But we certainly are very interested in becoming a partner for any pump company that's out there that's supporting people with diabetes that wants to partner with us. Yeah. And you mentioned a new Libre 2. Can you explain that a little bit more? It, from my understanding, scanning is no longer needed. You used to have to scan it in order to get readings. Obviously, that wouldn't really work with an automated system. Tell me a little bit about that new sensor. Yeah, so there's actually, um, as you mentioned, the FDA had given us clearance for these uh, new sensors for both Freestyle Libre 2 and Freestyle Libre 3. Uh, these new versions actually have several interesting features to them. First of all, they no longer have the contraindication uh, on automated insulin delivery systems. And what that basically means is that pump companies can use these uh, new versions of these sensors to be able to integrate with their systems and to help uh, actually provide an entire ecosystem for people living with diabetes. So that's the first thing compared to the original versions of the Freestyle Libre 2 and 3 sensors that are currently on market. The second thing that FDA did is that they actually extended the age range. So the new sensors will be available for children starting at the age of two and above. As you know, the current sensor products that are on market in the U.S. are for four and above. So that was yet another change that occurred. And then another really exciting change that happened is that the sensors are now available for 15-day wear in terms of the new sensors. So that's another change that was announced. So those are the three big changes with the new sensors. Um, one is the fact that they can integrate with automated insulin delivery systems, which include pumps and other systems along those lines. Um, the second one is the age range extending for two and above. And then the third one is that the sensor wear duration for these new sensors will now be 15 days. Wow, that's huge. I, I didn't even know some of that stuff. So thank you for teaching me some things. Are you trying to bring some of those new features and abilities to the Libre 3? Because the Libre 3 is 14 days, and I believe it's age four and up. That's right. So that is the current on-market product for Libre3. You have it right on the head there, Justin. Um, basically, what's going to happen is that there will be new versions of both the Libre2 and Libre3 sensors that will have those features that I just described. The difference, obviously, as you all well know, is that the Libre 3 footprint is different, the actual physical sensor, the way it is. Uh, but the actual feature set that I just described in terms of age range, in terms of wear duration, etc., will be available for both 
Libre 2 and Libre 3 in the new versions. Uh, as you already also mentioned, the Libre 2 version will be available first in the U.S., and that's the one that we anticipate will be integrated with the pump products first. That's fantastic. The reason I know a lot of this stuff is because I'm currently working on some other freestyle Libre content. I'm wearing the Libre ah, 3 right now. I've been wonder- testing it out. And also, for those who are watching on video, back there behind me on top are my Dexcom readings and right below it are my Libre 3 readings. And I'll awesome. kind of get into how I did that a little later in this podcast. <laughs> um, now, I want to ask you, do you have an idea for how long it will take for the Libre 3 sensor to get into these systems like after the Libre 2? Is it close behind? Is it like a year behind? Yeah. So I, um, I, like I mentioned, honestly, I wish I could be more specific with you, but as I mentioned, the actual sensors we make, but the integration into the pumps is on the pump companies. Mm -hmm. So they honestly are the best source of information for that. As I mentioned, we really do want to partner with any pump company that wants to partner with us to give people living with diabetes the choices that they deserve. And so it really, as far as the integration goes, it has to do with how the pump companies' timelines are. So um, I can't tell you specifically when that will happen, but over time, we anticipate that Freestyle Libre 3 and the new version will also be available in these pump interfaces. uh, And we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, I think one of the most exciting things about Libre 3 is that it updates every minute compared to the Libre 2 and other CGMs on the market that are every five minutes. How could this one minute update kind of change the way automated insulin delivery systems work. Will they will they have even like stronger control or do you think that they're going to update every 5 minutes? So again, uh, that's really the pump companies <laughs> determine the algorithms yeah. for that because again, we provide data. It's sort of like the same interface of whether a person has access to every minute versus every five minute, right? Um, they have options in terms of how they want to do it. And it's up to the pump companies to decide how they will integrate that information. But what I would like to add is that keep in mind that the alarm functionality for both the current Libre 2 and Libre 3s are on a minute by minute basis. So just to be clear about that, the um, communication between the sensor um, in terms of the either reader or the phone, whatever the person's using, is on a minute-by-minute basis for the alarm functionality. So I would say that in reality, people who are using Libre 2 and Libre 3 currently, the current versions, do actually have the ability to know if their glucose readings are going above or below a certain threshold on a minute-by-minute basis, which, as you mentioned, is clearly an advantage compared to some other systems that are on the market. So um, I think that that is an important aspect of this as well. We do offer minute-by-minute alarm functionality. Yeah, I've noticed that Libre 3 can sometimes catch me a little bit sooner than my G7, which has been pretty a pretty neat experience. Mm-hmm. Get that like four-minute little head start. Um, I wanted yes. to ask you, I get this question all the time, and, and I'm genuinely curious too. You get push notifications to an Apple Watch from your iPhone, right? You get those alerts sent to your watch, but there is no native Libre 2 or 3 app for the Apple Watch. And I know a lot of us would really like to see it. There are workarounds to get that information on your watch or on the device, the tidbit device behind me, and even the sugar sugar pixel on top of it. Is Abbott looking into creating an Apple Watch app or Android Watch apps? 
So those are, you know, on my side, on the medical side, we often talk with folks on the healthcare community, right, in terms of uh, providers and also people living with diabetes. And that is a request that comes in. Uh, certainly, as you mentioned, right now, the sort of the secondary pushing is there, but people are interested in seeing if there can just be a native app, like you mentioned. It's what I can tell you about that is we're hearing the requests and we certainly are looking into what our options are there, because I do realize that that is a common request, again, for both people living with diabetes and also the healthcare providers that work with them. That's great. Uh, so as I said earlier, we met at ADA uh, at that Weight Watchers event. Mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of ask you about that. Um, so are there any plans to support other glucose tracking platforms? Like, so outside of Weight Watchers, whether it's Gluco or other companies like that, where people can kind of use a third party system and integrate their uh, their Freestyle Libre CGM information into? So right now, the ones that we've announced are the ones that you've mentioned, right, in terms of the Weight Watchers partnership. Our um, goal with these types of integrations are at the end of the day, um, we want to ensure the integrity and safety of the data for the user, as well as who is you know, actually receiving the data on their end. So from the answer to your question at this point is we are open to discussions with various partners who might be interested in integrating the data, but we always will put first the safety of our users to ensure that whatever platforms are being considered, that they will offer those users the utmost in safety and privacy. As you know, that those are important concerns, especially in this digital age when people can access data in many different ways, we do put those at the forefront, just like we always have for accessibility and affordability as well for when it comes to the sensor products. So those are important concerns on our end and ones that we will not compromise on when it comes to these types of potential concerns. Great. Are you looking into coverage for type twos who aren't on insulin, but are on like a GLP-1 medication such as Ozempic or Manjaro? Yeah, it's a great question you ask because uh, we get a lot of those types of uh, requests that come in through healthcare providers. I'll tell you this much, Justin, um, people already use the systems in those contexts. The question, like you mentioned, is whether payers will actually pay for that. In the U.S., obviously, we have private health insurance, so it depends on what the coverage is. There are certain ones that actually do cover um, that type of a use, but there are also many others that do not. I think what's lacking, I mean, there's all sorts of anecdotal accounts, right? And I think that, you know, I myself, I've worked with people living with diabetes for many years, and obviously you've been living with diabetes. I think that people will tell you that it doesn't matter what kind of diabetes you have or what you're taking for your treatment. Having a CGM, like the Freestyle Libre system, is essential to understanding the impact of various choices you make throughout the day living with diabetes, whether it's a nutritional choice, whether it's an activity choice, etc. So that is regardless, again, of diabetes type or therapy. Um, where we don't have the payer support so far is with the body of evidence, right? Because when they make these decisions, they look to scientific studies as to, uh, is there a demonstrated benefit for using it in this particular population? We've already demonstrated that in people who use insulin, whether they be type one, type two, regardless of insulin regimen. And we are currently working on having that information available as well for people who have type two who are not on any insulin therapy. So uh, I look forward to hopefully being able to expand coverage in those populations very soon. Yeah, that kind of hit on my next question, which was, is Abbott actively looking to expand coverage 
are is are you in talks with health insurance companies and and also are you able to is there like a are you able to give me kind of like the status of Medicare coverage? Is there Medicare coverage? Yeah, well, Medicare coverage is actually an easier one that I can answer for you up front because Medicare being that's the closest we get to a national health insurance program in the U.S., it's sort of one policy from that perspective. And um, the good news about Medicare is that it essentially will cover CGM systems in the U.S. for people who are on insulin therapy. So if you are on insulin therapy, even if you're type 2, that part doesn't matter. But if you're on insulin therapy and you have Medicare coverage, um, you should definitely talk to your healthcare provider about CGM use because uh, there is already coverage available for those individuals. And so uh, that should be relatively straightforward. It also, by the way, the Medicare policy says that if you have problematic hypoglycemia, which I'm sure your viewers will know means having low glucose values that are problematic, they've uh, caused you to end up, let's say, in the hospital, etc. Even if you're not on insulin therapy, but you have that issue with problematic hypoglycemia, which can happen with certain oral medications for diabetes therapy, you can also get coverage for a CGM. Uh, even with type 2 diabetes with Medicare. So Medicare actually has a very clear policy spelled out. Anyone who's on insulin therapy or anyone who has problematic hypoglycemia. Now, it comes to the private payer side in the U.S. where we have um, obviously a lot of diversity when it comes to what they're willing to cover and what they're not willing to cover. Um, what I can tell you is Abbott is committed to accessibility and affordability of these devices. So we are committed to working with payers across the U.S. to ensure that any person living with diabetes who wants to access our systems is able to do so. Okay, so a lot of talk about the U.S., but is the Libre CGM, both of them, are they available outside of the U.S.? Or, and are you actively working to bring that to other countries? Yes. Yeah, so you may recall from ADA, because there was actually a lot of buzz around that as well, that for outside the U.S., we already have a pump integration, right? That's with the Ipsomed CAMDIAP pump system outside the U.S. So that's, that integration has actually been in place now for a while. And it is available, for example, in a country like Germany. So people there can already use their Libre uh, sensors with an integrated pump system. And we've had really amazingly positive feedback from users in Germany that have already started using this system. So the system actually, because obviously FDA is for within the U.S., outside the U.S., we've never had a contraindication to automated insulin delivery systems. We've actually, there's never been any issue with that. What's really been is just the actual integration into the pump system, and that thankfully did happen with Ipsomed Camdia, which is, again, as I mentioned, it's been a very successful partnership to date. So um, that's another scenario where in the U.S. we're always a little bit behind when it comes to the technology, but it's understandable why we have different different rules and regulations in place here. Yeah, that's fantastic. I didn't even know about this system. How long has the Ipsomed Camdia had support with, and also which Libre sensors is that working with? Yeah, no, actually, that's a, a great question because we've actually had that partnership announced now since last year. So it's been available in Germany with the Ipsomed Camdia system, and it's with the Freestyle Libre 3 uh, that uh, you mentioned earlier you were trying out. So it's with the Libre 3 system that actually integrates with this Ipsomed CAMDIAP system in Germany. And we've gotten really amazing user feedback. It's um, The Ipsomed CAMDIAP pump system is not one that is uh, available in the U.S. at this point, but it's one that obviously has been available in Europe for a while. And our German users who are also using it with the Freestyle Libre 3 system have really found that it's been a great uh, fit for them in terms of having this automated insulin delivery option for them with the Libre 3. 
So currently it's only Germany. Are, is Ipsomed planning to go to other countries with the Libre 3? Yeah, with uh, so within Europe, right, where they actually have this market, that's uh, a, an area where those systems will be available. Okay, great. And does the AID system adjust insulin delivery every one minute since the Libre 3 can do every one minute? Or does it is it still working on a five minute? So the, as you correctly mentioned, the sensor does provide minute by minute readings. Um, as to how often those readings are used for the pump, that's actually up to the pump manufacturer and it's their proprietary algorithms that determine that. So it's really a question for Ipsamed Cam Diab. Uh, but the answer to your original question of the data is available on a minute by minute basis. How the pump company decides to use that data is entirely up to each of them. Okay. And do you know if Ipsamed Cam Diab is Come, like trying to come to the U.S. at all? I honestly don't know that. Um, okay. It's, again, I think a better question for them. I'm, uh, I, I think that people who use that system really seem to love it, though, is what I'll tell you that much, uh, especially as I've heard from feedback from our users throughout Germany. That's good to know. I mean, I definitely want to have them on the show just to get a perspective of what's going on outside the U.S., because I'll admit, I have no, I really don't know much about outside the U.S., so it'd be cool to talk to them and also maybe even a user uh, yep. about that. I kind of want to get your take on this. Uh, it's kind of more of a personal question. Where do you mm -hmm. want to see diabetes treatment technology, where do you want to see that go in the future? So I actually, and I don't think we have got a chance to talk much about this when we were at ADA, but I actually am trained as an endocrinologist and help people with diabetes for many, many years in clinical practice before I ever came to Abbott or other industry partners. So what I would say to that, looking to my own clinical experience from having worked with people with diabetes is... I really think that diabetes technology is the key to uh, ensuring that people with diabetes can live their fullest lives. Um, we actually know from JDRF, for example, that if everyone in the U.S. had uninhibited access to uh, C diabetes technologies like CGM and insulin pumps, it would on average add about seven healthy years to a person living with type 1 diabetes. I mean, that speaks to itself, right? We certainly have had a lot of innovations when it comes to the drug space and diabetes, um, as you mentioned, GLP-1s, other drugs that have come out. And that's great and very important, especially when it comes to reducing complications related to diabetes. But what I would say is those things are important long-term considerations on a day-to-day -day basis living with diabetes having access to that technology and not having to prick your finger to know where your current glucose level is and not having to worry about finding your insulin pen to inject your next dose or being able to adjust that in that fine mechanism. That's what makes the difference on a daily basis for someone living with diabetes. The other stuff is great. We do want to reduce cardiovascular mortality. We do want to reduce renal risk with diabetes not to diminish that in any respect whatsoever, but what would make the life of someone living with diabetes easier on a day-to-day -day basis? Definitely diabetes technology. That's the thing that really does it. And that's where my passion is. That's actually why I came to Abbott is because I felt like I could help bring these technologies to people living with diabetes all around the world and to convince governments, payers, et cetera, that these are really worth investing in. And I think we've had a great deal of success when it comes to that on the Abbott side. And I'm very proud of that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It, it hurts me so much when I receive messages that are like, we don't have access to these CGMs in our country. 
you know, can you send me some or like, I get so many messages that people can't afford it or they're, they don't even have access to it. And that's why I ask uh, you and a lot of other companies, you know, about access coming to other countries. And I can't imagine managing diabetes without this technology. I'm spoiled. I was diagnosed two years ago at like this incredible time where like Libre 3 is coming out, Omnipod 5, like I'm just so spoiled in that way. And, and I also have the, I'm fortunate to have the resources and the health insurance in this country to, to, to get that. So, um, yeah, I want to see the same thing. And I really appreciate that answer. I'm glad I asked it. Um, so I want to just ask you a few questions. Uh, uh, some followers sent some questions about the app, specifically calibrations. There aren't any calibrations from what I understand on two and three. Can you kind of tell me why that, that there was a decision to not have those calibrations? So um, we've actually always had a factory calibrated sensor, even from the original iteration of the very beginning, Freestyle Libre. And the reason we've always had factory calibrated sensors without any user calibration is that we feel that actually the integrity of that process is such that it will achieve the best outcome for the user. Meaning, no matter how good you are with finger sticks, they're always going to be prone to some error. So we have never really felt like it was a good idea. If you can guarantee the sensor being calibrated in the factory, there's really no need to have a user calibration. Um, when you've actually done the testing and you can uh, assure the user that it's been factory calibrated, there's no reason to offer any kind of user calibration. And we've always been confident in our products that we've offered that. So that's why. So actually, we've never offered a user calibration option. All of our sensors are always factory calibrated from the very beginning. Okay. Are you looking into... So I've been using the Libre 3 uh, recently. And one thing I found that there was a, it was a bit limited on was like alarm customization, whether it be like how loud they are or even scheduling out. Is that something that Libre is looking into as like an update for future app updates? Uh, actually, I mean, that's an interesting topic. I've not heard that one. I, mean, I get a chance to talk with a lot of users and a lot of healthcare providers, but no one's actually ever told me that one. So you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I will make sure that I take that back to Abbott. Um, so what you're asking for is actually just a customization of the volume level, et cetera. Well, yeah. Some people don't wake up from, right. you know, the lower level. And uh, yeah. I know other systems do have the ability to make it really loud. And there's even some devices like mm. the sugar pixel behind me, a third party device that has really loud alerts. It also has a vibrating uh, puck that you can put under your sheets, which is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I know, I know that that's something that people are interested in. Personally, what I want to see is with the app, you can't flip it sideways horizontally and get like this long side view. And you also can't drag your finger along it or change like the hour time. So um, if you can put a word in for that... <laughs> All I can say is for some of those features, stay tuned. That's all I'm going to tell you for that. So maybe okay. we'll have to have another podcast episode with you later when uh, some of these things have come to fruition. So Amazing. stay tuned. That. Great. And kind of like my trademark question that I ask people and I like to end with uh, are the DIY community. It's this group of developers and people who have been affected by type one, whether it's their kids or they have it themselves, they've built these systems to regulate their um, sugar levels or their family's sugar levels in different ways and in, in the best way they think is possible. 
What are your thoughts on that DIY community? Well, you know, what I would say to that, Justin, is that I think living with diabetes is very challenging on a day-to-day basis for anyone, Um, more so, as you just mentioned, uh, if you have no resources for technology and other things, but even with all the resources that are available there, it's, uh, I think, a very challenging condition to live. You don't get a day off. You don't even get an hour off. You basically are always managing this condition. So all I can say about that, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, I'm not here to do a commentary on DIY, but what I would say is spearheading change from my perspective is never a bad thing. And I'll leave that as a general term. So if you're not happy with the options that are on the table, I think it's important to make that known. And we've seen what the impact of patient advocacy has on various governmental agencies in the US. It's important, right? Uh, It really speaks to the fact that Those individuals are the ones that are living with this condition, and they're the ones that know what it's like to live with it on a daily basis. And it's important for them to have the ability to make their needs known. And hopefully we in industry and those who are on the government side are listening and are delivering on the solutions that they need. And I can tell you that I'm very proud of what we do at Abbott because we really do listen and we do deliver what we feel we can offer for each of those individuals. And we've been very successful. I mean, all you have to do is look and see. We have over 5 million users now in over 60 countries that are using our technology. And that doesn't just come along for no reason. It comes along because people find that these technologies truly make a difference in their lives and it allows them to live their best possible lives using them. So we're very proud of that. And uh, all I can say is we are constantly striving to do even better. And that's important. That's to never give up on that. That's fantastic. Where can people find out more information about availability based off of like where they live? Is there like an easy resource for that? Yeah, we have, uh, obviously the website is probably um, the easiest uh, place to look for the most recent information. So we do have an Abbott website that uh, people can certainly refer to that will offer them the latest information on the products that are currently available in the U.S. and how they can access them. So I would encourage, you know, anyone who's interested to go to our official Abbott website for the Freestyle Libre system and be able to take a look. Even outside the U.S., we obviously have country-level websites as well outside the U.S. that can provide similar information. But we're very excited about these new sensors that are going to become available shortly in the U.S. And uh, as you'd mentioned, hopefully integrating with more and more pump partners to give people living with diabetes the choices they deserve. Are you speaking with other pump companies outside of the U.S. to get more AID systems? So, well, well, Ipsum at CamDieb, as I mentioned, for example, the one we talked about is uh, one that doesn't actually exist in the U.S. at this point. Um, So I think the answer to that question would be that we're open, like I'd mentioned, to talking with uh, pump partners who are interested in talking with us uh, as far as, uh, you know, different companies have different presences in, you know, different countries. And I think that it's important to be able to meet people where they are. So if in your country you don't have certain pump companies, but you have others, then it's important for us to be able to at least have discussions with those companies if they're interested to hopefully again offer the solutions that people living with diabetes deserve. All right. That's a big PSA for anyone listening. If you have a connection to an AID system in the US or outside Abbott with their Freestyle Libre, they want to talk to you. So go talk. (laughs) Um, This was just such an insightful conversation. Thank you so much. I mean, 
I'm so excited uh, about where t- diabetes technology is. Obviously, so excited that I created Diabetech. Um, it's just it's so cool to see how far it's come and how quickly it's moving. And everything you've told me about the Libre system, it just makes me more excited about where things are going and just driving innovation throughout the whole industry. So, Mahmood, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. My pleasure. Thank you, Justin. I'm glad you're trying out that Libre 3. You got to let me know how it goes. Yep. I've got a review coming out, so stay tuned for that. That will probably be out. uh, Actually, I don't know if it's out yet, but if people are listening, watching, I'll put the link in the description if it is. Excellent. Have a good one. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Head over to my YouTube channel to learn more about the differences between Libre 3 and Dexcom G7, how to get Libre 3 readings on your Apple Watch, and I wore the Libre 3 twice for two weeks at a time. My review for that should be up soon, or it already is. New episodes of this show release every Monday wherever you listen, and new videos drop daily on social media and every Friday on YouTube. Until next week, I'm Justin, and I'll tech you later.